Animade, the anime watch-along podcast with the hosts of Get Played. I'm self-proclaimed holographic goalie, Heather Ann Campbell. I'm self-proclaimed direct shot, Nick Weiger. And I'm self-proclaimed, I can finally touch the ball again, Matt Apodaca. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Hello, everyone. <laughs> and welcome back to the premiere anime podcast where we're talking about Blue Lock, the sports anime that isn't a sports anime. That's right. And if you're and if you if you've made it this far in the podcast, you know that it's not a sports anime. There's you know. almost no sports. It's mostly somebody stationary while you find out their thoughts and then they kick a ball and that's the most sports you get. Though I will say, and this episode is no exception, the way, you know, movement and musculature is animated is really good. Like it looks it looks ex- yes. it looks extremely sharp when someone is just like laying out for a header or you know, going up for a bicycle kick. That shit that that's some yep. some amazing kinetic movement. So yeah, we got episodes uh, eleven and twelve to talk about today. The final oh, piece. Oh yeah, that's right, baby. The second selection. We'll be getting into those in one second. But first, as always, we want to begin with a more general conversation about manga, anime, and really any sort of Japanese media. What we've been we've been. What we've been we've been. I'm sick, so that's it for you guys. I'm oh just... no. I got Ash, go. what happened? It's okay. No, I mean like I, I, I just got a regular cold. Like a like, but did you catch it from like a Squirtle, like a Water type anime, or or, or, or Pokemon rather, yeah. Water type Pokemon? Uh, I shared a bed with Snorlax. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah. Turns turns out he's not snoring for like, cause he's a Snorlax. Mm-hmm. He's snoring because he has nasal blockage. Oh, yeah, that's that'll do it. Wait, you shared a bed anyway, with a Snorlax? What have you been, been weaving? <laughs> like what? Like what? In what? Shared a bed? How? You're you're up, Nick. What you Were been you cuddling? Where? This postcoital? Gotta go, Nick. Ash is what sick. Been okay. Ash needs to rest. All right, I'm just saying. A little strange. Uh, I guess I can start. I saw in theaters Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba uh, to wow! the Swordsmith Village. Holy so shit. So this is uh, this has been playing in limited run. It was actually a pretty decent crowd uh, at the AMC I went to. And I will say that my reaction I feel like is kind of similar to the crowd's reaction at large, which was first off, this is like I think maybe one of the best looking anime I've ever seen. It's just it's so the the animation is just absolutely glorious. It's it, you know they they put so much care and craft into it. Uh, and uh, the 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 studio, which I think is I don't know if you say it UFO table or UFO table. I don't I don't know if, how you're supposed to pronounce it exactly. It's spelled out like UFO mm. table, but they they just they basically do one show at a time and you know really dedicate their resources to it, and it absolutely shows. It's just it's it's just on another level from it feels like everything else that's being made right now. So that mm-hmm. was awesome to see it on the big screen. And I saw it with Natalie, who was not familiar with the the series. Uh, this this was her introduction to Demon Slayer. Although, wait, I think she'd seen the the previous movie with me as well. And so, and she just remarked on how just like how amazing it looked. Uh, that said, talking about the crowd's reaction and my reaction, it's a little disappointing because the previous Demon Slayer movie. Uh, another thing, I'm not sure how to pronounce if it's if it's Mugen Train or Mugen Train. Um, but it's a, a that that movie is it's just a full movie. 
It's like a a theatrical, yeah. you know, like like feature film that has its own self-contained arc. This one is more of a recap slash preview movie, which I know is pretty is more common in Japan, but those don't usually get theatrical releases in the states. And so we were rewatching basically episodes ten and eleven of the Entertainment District arc, which was the previous season. And then the new content is there's like a pretty meaty, like it felt close to an hour length episode one of their the new arc, the next season, which is Swordsmith Village arc. That was awesome. And seeing, you know, some of the the fight sequences from the that are in the climactic episodes of the previous arc on the big screen was cool and the audio was great, but it was just like I I thought this I thought we were gonna get a whole movie here. And so I guess that just comes from my expectations, and I think also the audience's collective expectations of thought they thought they were getting all new Demon Slayer, not that they were going to rewatch a couple of episodes mm. they'd already watched on streaming. That said, cool to see it on the big screen, and the new the new arc looks awesome. Um, and uh, yeah, love Zenitsu. The 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 you know we we, we love Inosuke, uh, obviously the the boar headed dude, but Zenitsu, the guy who is a coward except when he falls asleep, and then he's a master fighter, uh, is just a really fun character. So great, funny, uh, and um and you know emotionally uh, moving, and it, it, and just a great action anime. It just is able to achieve all those things, and it's it, it's a really really awesome show. I'm looking forward to the next season. But yeah, that's that's my uh, that's that's what I've been weaving. Uh, Heather, how about you? I finished Gundam narrative. Oh my god! Excellent movie. Oh Excellent shit! Movie. Uh, turns out that this gold Gundam I have behind me uh, has a really cool secret. Was so fucking like I built this gold Gundam so long ago. This uh, perfect grade uh, unicorn phoenix, and I built it because it looks amazing. But how satisfying is it to find out that that Gundam has a cool fucking wow. feature that and 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 that hadn't been spoiled for me? And I'm not going to spoil for the listener, but I loved it. Um, not not it's there. There's a a little bit of pushback uh, in the Gundam fandom because things are getting a little bit magical, mm. and previously Gundam has been extremely like grounded military technology politics etc so now that they're incorporating a little bit more like if you believe it will happen stuff mm-hmm. um there's always been a, a flavoring of that like an umami uh, uh in gundam but now it's it's a little bit more or more more overt are you um, uh, sorry just to interject real quick are you are you talking about which from mercury or are there other gundam where this is happening no in, in uh uh Unicorn Gundam forward. Okay. So Unicorn Gundam and Gundam and, narrative. A little bit, little bit. And magical. Unicorn Gundam is uh, just sorry. Just orient me where that is in the timeline. Um, many years okay, in. It. I think it's UC ninety six, and uh, that's Universal. This is a ninety, like essentially nineteen ninety six of a hundred year Universal Century timeline. Uh, the original Mobile Suit Gundam takes place in, I think, UC 78 or 79, to give you an idea of like the 20 years of canon that have mm. been established in 40 years of television shows. So we're, we're roughly talking, um, th- th- this is not exact, but it's kind of like the difference between pre-Disney and post-Disney Star Wars in terms of a little bit of a split in the fandom. Yeah, but... It's still created by the got same it. people. Okay, got it. Like there was no takeover. That makes sense. Uh, so that being said, 
uh, I can't sit down. I never, I don't have any fucking time. So I can't sit down and watch anything that's two hours long, but I can watch 30 minute chunks of stuff. And so the next thing in my uh, Universal Century timeline watch is uh, Mobile Suit Gundam Hathaway's Flash, which is the most recent Gundam movie, came out in 2021. And I am, I think, 45 minutes into this movie, and it is so fucking good. Wow. It is, it's incomprehensibly good. It is not uh, magic-centric so far in the film. Uh, and has one of the best, if not the best, Gundam action sequence I have seen in all of these series that I have watched. And the way that it is framed is just two people running around on the fucking ground while Gundam battles are happening around them in the air and on the ground. So like you never are in the cockpit or like it's it's showing the collateral damage of one of these robot mm -hmm. fights and how like if you fire a bullet out of a gun that's the size of a building that the ammo the ammo capsule what do you call that shell? the the ammunition shell that that would be so hot that it would melt stone so like shooting a gun that size and just dropping like a rain of dump truck sized am am ammunition shells on the buildings is like executing everybody inside those buildings that like if you're trying to get out of range of this mm -hmm. battle a fucking Gundam can like jump like each of its steps is like a city block. Wow. So there's no like speed at which you can move in order to get out of range. It's it was so good. I watched just that sequence more than once. And then I was like, Mary, you got to watch this sequence. And she's like, great, I'll do it. And then we did not watch it. But she's she's going to watch it. Yeah, she's um, going to watch it. Yeah, well, so I'll, I'll talk is, to her. She'll watch it. It is expertly directed. Uh -huh. The cold open is great. The politics are, are are fascinating and like I'm it's so like fucking crunchy. It's so good. Uh I'm having a blast with Hathaway's Flash. Matt, what are you weaving? Here's the thing. I haven't been weaving that much. I, I'm still reading um uh Spy Family. I haven't uh picked it up uh maybe like in a week or so, but I had I recently, do you guys ever have this where you're like, I got to just change, um, I got to just like, organ I got to get organized. I got to get okay. sure uh, my stuff, my like, my things in order. I had all these, all this manga, all this, all these Chainsaw Man mangas. I had a, a volume of, uh, um, of Spy Family. I have the Evangelion manga, all just all over the place. And there's just books and books and books everywhere. I cleared a shelf. On my bookshelf, you can't see it. There's a shelf right here, in in on my screen that you can't really see, but that's that's now like a manga library, and it's Look like the whole top row is manga, and it's like it looks so nice because everybody yeah. every spine has the same thing, you know. So it just it, it looks great. So that's I, I mean that's kind of it for me. I haven't watched anything new. I've been itching to watch. I saw a TikTok about um, I think uh, Princess Mononoke. And I was like, I think I just got to watch it. 
I think it's great. Oh, it's an all timer for me. You have to. It's so I think I was like, good. I have a fucking poster back there. He's got a, he's got a poster. Yeah, on I know. Wall. I'm like, I haven't seen any of these. I think, but like something about this TikTok, just it was showing a lot of the animation. I was like, ah, oh, oh, I didn't know it looked. I didn't know it looked like this. Like, it, like it, it looked gorgeous, and I was just like, oh, like I need to really just like do some, uh, some deep diving and uh, and, and get into the stuff. I still haven't watched Ghost in the Shell either. I have it over there on my shelf, adjacent to my. You want to check well, out? Yeah, I gotta watch it. Ghost in the Shell is good, but it is a little impenetrable. It is a. Yeah. It, it relies a little bit on knowledge of the manga. Mm. I mean, it's not it's not something that you can't follow, yeah. but it is a. It is almost like a philosophical poem based on I see. Ghost okay. in the Shell. The is the, it's really, The really live action good. movie with Scarlett Johansson any better? I'll watch that. It's instead. better. Yeah, okay. it's definitely better. Uh, okay, I'll just watch that if it's a little easier to understand. Um, just because it's like people and not cartoon. Like I right. think, because I, I recognize people, my brain. And appropriate casting, like well cast. Yeah, I think that's good. I think I'll probably just watch that. Uh-huh. Cool. Yeah. Good movie. Yeah. Also, wait, of, this is, yeah. I don't want to uh, dox anybody. I but speaking of live action um, adaptations of anime, I saw John Cho at my local grocery store recently. Wow! And I was so excited because I love John Cho. That's a thing. In, yeah, John Cho is awesome. That's yeah. that's a thing in L.A. that you can you you the the random celebrity sighting at a grocery store. Yeah, I feel like like yeah like I, it could happen maybe other other places like oh at a restaurant or you know at, right. a, at a sporting event or something. But like seeing someone at a grocery store, such a mundane circumstance, is really jarring and feels pretty specific to living in either L.A. or New York. I my my big thing is I saw Tim Curry checking out groceries once. Wow, was like, that's fucking amazing! What an unbelievable person to see in this context. Because it's like it's a it's a it's kind of a, it's a silly thought because yes. it is like I for a second I was like wait a minute what are you doing here I'm here but everybody needs groceries <laughs> and we all need groceries and like and I was like oh I like he's almost somebody that I was like ah I would say that I'm a big fan of his work because I am and I I do. I've been watching him for just so long, and I love you know Harold and Kumar, and I, yeah. I love those new Star Trek movies as well, and just like I love a lot of his work. But I was like, oh, he's at the grocery store. I'm not gonna bother him, right? Like he's, I'm yeah. I'm carrying groceries. I'm leaving. I I did what I came to do, and I just happened to see uh, John Cho, and and handsome as all hell. He looked great going at the grocery store, and I was like, ah, oh, I gotta get out of here. Uh, Matt, you were talking about decluttering a second ago yeah. about tidying things up. Do y'all uh, know about Swedish death cleaning? No. This is like a practice that I guess is common in Sweden where when, you, when you're going to die or when you think you might die, you do the cleaning that would normally in other cultures be expected of your relatives after you die, of just like them going through your things and like what would they have wanted to keep? What do we distribute? So you kind of just do that in advance. And uh, I don't know. It seems like a fun thing to do. I should do that. Also a fun thing to say you're doing. Like, oh, I'm doing my Swedish death cleaning. Yeah. Like I definitely have a like a – a, a big tub of stuff that I'll never yeah. look at that I'm like, I can right. just throw that away and not feel bad about it, I think. Right. <laughs> and just get rid of it. It's like papers. My main issue is is like cables. I've got so many fucking cables and I don't just want to throw them in a dumpster. Yeah. And then I'm like, do I just like put these up Craigslist free and endure, you know, a parking lot exchange with some psycho 
you know, or because like I don't I like I I, I don't want to just take like a perfectly functional HDMI cable that I don't need because I have extra to to e waste. That feels like a dumb thing. to Yeah, do. yeah. But well, then also I don't know what what am I supposed to do with this shit? Just hold on to it forever. I I was I had a need for this uh, blue snowball microphone that I'm showing on camera right now the other yeah. day, and I couldn't find the the power cable for it. It's um. I mean, I don't even know what that type of uh, input is, or you know, that type of charging port is called. But I couldn't micro fi- USB, maybe maybe yeah, micro USB, and I just couldn't find the right cord for it. I have a million of the other kind that's yes. like a little thinner, uh, but I couldn't find that one, so I had to use this one that I have for something else. And I was like, well, I can't get rid of this thing because I use this for to charge my PSP. Uh, right. But um, I was like, I need I need to find this other one. But I have I know it's in that box somewhere. Or yeah. that I accidentally threw it away, thinking I'm not gonna fucking need this anymore. But um, yeah, I I I would I wouldn't mind doing some Swedish death cleaning. Um, uh, but if I I'm afraid that if I tell my girlfriend uh, that's what we're gonna do, she's gonna be like, well, all of your stuff is immediately going to the trash. <laughs> 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 you can't. You're not gonna take this <laughs> PS3 with you. What are you doing? <laughs> wow. Uh, all right, let's talk about Blue Lock, episode 11, the final piece. I, I want to give a little bit of a of a uh, preamble here, which is that I'm going to try a new system for recapping this week. I feel like I've kind of gotten in the weeds, so what I've done now is I've reduced every scene to a single sentence, or if it's unavoidable, a second sentence. But I'm really just oh. trying to streamline my recapping wow. so we can spend more time talking about each scene. So we'll see how this works. If this doesn't work, we'll go back to the old system. I'll, I'll have a little bit more detail. Uh, so this episode starts off. There's a goal line saved by Team V. Asagi counters, takes it downfield, feints to Chigiri, uh, but then keeps the ball for himself. Yeah. I mean, hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> also, maybe there's nothing to add. Maybe we just mo- keep moving. Because the next <laughs> thing that happens is Kuon, who has uh, committed this foul in the previous one, the previous yeah. episode. Yeah. He, he's like, it was all instinct. It was all subconscious. He, I just, I saw in Team Z, I saw the football I wanted to play. So that's what I did. Well, I think the part, the thing that's hard about the way you're recapping yeah. here is that you are, you're doing it like you're reading car instructions. Uh-huh. Like, they can you can you screen share your note right there so I can read the exact same copy with like a little bit of like like I'm gonna and, and this is I the, I I will admit that I have a love for both uh-huh. of you. This is not with any malice okay, or or. Why am I getting hurt in or, this though? Or, I didn't do anything. Wait, what? No, I just I'm grouping it because also I didn't want to just say I love you, Nick. So, okay, that would too intimate. That would have and, and it would have hurt me. You're right. <laughs> yeah. What about so, me? I love yes. both of you, uh, but I think I think the way that you read it was like was like I got invited to the to to the macOS version of Portal, and uh, I'm trying out my wallpaper. Got engine. it. Okay. Well, I'll, I'll let me share my browser with you right now. No, um, not the browser. Don't, okay. So got, oh, that's the wrong tab. This- Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> Let me go ahead and click over to my notes. Sorry. <laughs> just, just pick the cat. He just it's not even like bad. Hundreds of images of Big the Cat. Okay, great. Here's my here's where we are in our notes right now. So this is these are the first All two right. bullet points All I read. Right. And yeah, also yeah, yeah. like I kind of yeah. paraphrased what right. I what I wrote in my notes. So I did I didn't read it verbatim. Okay. 
All right, so it's so it's like it's like this. Uh, um, <laughs> so the big opening moment here is that uh, Isagi gets the ball. He goes downfield, but instead of passing, he keeps the ball to himself. So we're seeing some change in his egotism. Right. Like he's mm-hmm. starting to develop that ego. Right, that's a big moment for him. Uh, and we cut to the sidelines, and we hear uh, Kuan, who's just betrayed everybody, but he's also done this like red card foul thing where he like fucking tackled somebody. And what his realization is is that Team Z is playing the football that he's always wanted mm. to play. So in parallel, you have these two major like growth moments: Isagi being selfish and Kuan being uh group-minded like he's like they're they, they play off against each right. other Some, something like that uh, i think i think i get the note let me let me try the next one god damn it Asagi <laughs> is continuing downfield as teammates demand the ball and he realizes his formula for goals is completed by his direct shot which he takes and scores to win five to four like that i don't even know how to goldilocks this <laughs> <laughs> because here's the thing, and this is this is an honest truth about uh, just about how I consume content and how I how I watch this show. Something ha- has happened to me recently. I've noticed. Yeah. As soon as I'm done watching something, it's gone. Like I, like, I exits just, your brain. It just exits my brain, and I have yeah. a hard time taking notes, um, like while I'm watching it, because then I'm just gonna look at whatever I'm taking notes on, unless I'm like. Unless I start writing actual paper notes, which I probably should do, um, but I get so distracted, um, just in general. But I mean, I do. I remember the big things, like everything you guys yeah. just said. I was like, oh yeah, I remember that. But then I don't know. I don't remember enough to be like, um, without without saying something that's not just like, yeah, I remember that. That was cool. It kind of demands a second watch. That's, that's yeah. the only time way I've had any success taking notes is just like I'm watching it. This first time I'm watching it fully engaged. Second time I'm watching it and can kind of scroll some things down. Yeah. Uh, but what but what happens here is that yes, Isagi is like uh, he's you know he's keeping the ball for himself. Everyone's like, give me the fucking ball. We we, we want the ball. And Isagi's like, no, I know my formula for goals. Mm-hmm. It's like sniffing a goal, but it also ima- it like involves me finding my direct shot and I do have a direct shot and the direct shot is the reason I'm fucking in blue lock in the first place. So he takes it himself. Uh, his ego wins the day and he, and this team wins the day because he scores, they win five, four, they wouldn't have been able to advance if they drawed, uh, if, or if they, 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 they drawn, drawn, drawed, tied, tied, tied. Mm. But, I, but, but you say draw in soccer, right? Do you say tied? They tied it up or you say they drawed it up. I don't think they say drawed. I don't think anybody says drawed. Mm, I don't okay. know. Tied it up. He t- like they if they drew if it, it up. If it, had been, no. if it had been a draw, I drawed. I drawed a picture. Drawed a. Pi- that's what. Oh, I'm you would of. say that. Yeah. When I mean, they didn't do that in the show, though, the pictures are drawed earlier because it's cartoon. Yeah, they drawed uh, c- cartoons in advance, not live. So Nagi is 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 on the other side, and he's the guy who's like the the weird sort of you know. Doesn't seem to have any emotions, although he's come to life in the previous episode. Yeah. And he's finally like, wow, this is what it's like to lose when you're trying to win. Like, this is this is what that feeling is when you give it your all and you still, uh, you know, come up short. It's 
He's I, feeling so. He's feeling a little emotion now. He's feeling some emotion. That feels really good. Um, you know, it's uh, it's because then there's this other stuff too going on too, right? Where like, but Chira is also like, because like Isagi knows that he needs to. Uh, like where he needs to be, right? Like he, yeah. he's like he's like, oh, this is like where I need to go. This is how we're gonna get the goal. And like Bachira is now like trusting him too. So he's like, okay, well, like that's how like they're becoming a team. They're this becoming is, an actual a, team. Yeah. It's a fucking bromance. These dudes are like, these dudes have, have got each other's backs. Yeah, and that it God, it, it rocks. When I when I go to when I go to Akihabara uh-huh. next month, mm-hmm. I should probably see what kind of uh, doujinshi they have for this show because I bet it's pretty graphic. Mm. What is um? That's oh, I would assume it's like that's porno. Like a, that's like that fan, the fan drawn porn manga. I'm always amazed at that that is just published because it's like, what shouldn't that be a like like that would just be a total IP issue in the U.S. Like if you just were like publishing print comics of like Spider Man sucking off the Hulk. Like Marvel would sue your ass. There's no way that would I that think, would hit store shelves. I think the difference there's some difference in how rights are managed in yeah. Japan, which is also why, say, for example, Fly Me to the Moon has got twenty six different versions at the end of Evangelion mm-hmm. and you can't hear it once on Netflix. Right. Like there has to be just a different way of because yeah, I bet there's some pretty good uh Biden Obama dojin. Um, I could see that happening. Yeah. If it's anything like the stuff I've already seen, it's probably great. <laughs> so, okay, so uh, the the <laughs> these two uh, these two dudes are bros. They're working together. There's trust involved in terms of yeah, who gets the ball and, yeah. and who takes the shot and and that this leads to uh, another aspect of the bromance, which is that Kuon gets it, it gets invited over by Kunigami to celebrate and they're just like you know what like we needed you if we didn't have you foul that guy we would not have won and so he's part of the team again uh, but Raichi Sharktooth uh, punches him and says I'll hate him forever which is funny <laughs> made me laugh yeah I just love that he just like won't ever give it up like yeah. he's like I fucking hate this guy it, re- it reminded me of a scene in Major League which uh-huh. is just like there's a big thing in Major League where the one of the older players is fucking around on his wife he's cheating on his wife and so his wife goes in and revenge fucks charlie sheen who's the hot shot relief pitcher on the team oh and then at the end and then the guy finds out that that like wait you uh, charlie sheen fucked my wife and then to the end uh they win the big game spoiler alert and he punches him like you you fuck my wife and then he hugs him he's like oh but we won the game just kind of a i don't know it's a good it's a good scene Thanks for fucking my wife. Yeah. <laughs> I was scared. <laughs> so, okay, so 25 players advance to the second Blue Lock selection. Here's where this, this things start to get really interesting in this episode, and I really, really like how this this advances narratively and what it means for the reality we've already watched, like what like the 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 sense that things start to make in looking backward, knowing mm-hmm. this now. So all, the 25 players are going to advance. All of Team V, which was first. All of Team Z, which was second uh, because of their 5-4 victory in this game. And then the top sco- goal scorers from the remaining three teams, which was Junichi Wanama, who is one of the Wanama brothers. Uh, Nico, who's the shaggy-haired guy from Team Y that was beaten in a previous episode. And then Baro, who's the uh, the big stud, the big buff stud from Team X. 
So the three of those guys are going to join uh, the rosters of Team V and Team Z in this pool of 25. Uh, Team Z has a, has celebrates, and Isagi is, again, spending some time with Bachira during the celebration. Everyone's drinking. People are falling asleep. Uh, in that he's like, okay, my formula for goals is like, yeah, it's it's these factors plus direct shot. When I add direct shot to my ability to sniff goals, I have I can I can succeed at scoring. Yeah, and um, do we we didn't talk about we didn't um, yeah. fill in any gaps if there's anything I, I I I skipped over. I think we skipped over um Nagi. Did we talk about Nagi? Yeah, Nagi has like his moment. He has yeah. like the moment where he's just kind of like at the end of the 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 loss. Yeah, that's where right. He's just okay, like, yeah, yeah. Well, fuck. This is this is this is intense. So this is how it feels. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So the this is a, you know I I love any time we see the consequences of this and we really rub it in Asagi's face. So we have that happen here with the eliminated teams are leaving crying. They're yeah, just all like fucking devastated. Their their careers are over. Their dreams will their dreams have been dashed. Um, Nico, the shaggy haired guy. Uh, with his eyes covered, but he has who has the same eyes as Asagi. Uh, if the hair is out of the way, he confronts Asagi, and they just like kind of have a back and forth of like you know like losing to you made me better or whatever, or mm-hmm. challenging you made me want to stay or whatever. But I'm not going to lose to you next time. A uh, fun little interaction, setting up some future stakes. I'm sure that'll keep going. And then the next day, they don't get any rest. Uh, so Ego is immediately making them all go through more conditioning. Uh, they have to, uh, you know. Uh, the, and he's he's basically like, look, you just got to fucking train. Like, like see, buildings one through four, they're so fucking good, they didn't even do the first selection. Mm-hmm. They were just training the whole time while you guys were going through this exercise. They were just actually just getting better and working on their skills. Yeah. So that leads to 10 days of training, 10 days of them just, just going through the ringer, just, just working on fucking their fitness. Miserable. Yes. And then we get a huge revelation uh, which is that Ego, Ego, uh, shows up on screen and he says, here's the thing about buildings one through four. They didn't exist, you stupid assholes. That was all a fucking hoax yes. to motivate you. There's only building, only building five. There's always only been building five. We were just trying to have this ruse to make you think you're the underdogs, to make you think you're at the bottom of the pile. A huge twist. Which I love. I love this. I I honestly think this is great. I did not see this coming either. I did not anticipate that. I I thought we were what we we're kind of getting back to Demon Slayer. There's this whole thing with like different rank demons that are just like like you know like uh, lower six versus upper three or whatever. And there's a point where they go up against someone and they it's like this punishing fight and they're just like wow you had to do that and that was like the lowest rank demon. And we know there's so many yeah. more above them. I thought that's that's where we were going with yeah. building. Like it was gonna be such a punishing fight to get out of building five, and then everyone else is even better. It, it just the difficulty increases exponentially. But it's not that. It's this 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 kind of uh, a thing that 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 really blindsided me in in a good way. I I really like this. Uh, I really like this development. I had done like the mental calculus of like how many new people we'd have to meet, and I was like, I don't know. I like. I don't know that I'm going to be at, at, like, it's not going to be very believable to see this fucking Team Z beat what has to be professional level players at the top. Like, people who are, like, right on the edge of being in the World Cup anyway. And so I'm glad, I'm also glad because I was like, I'm really, I like this sort of, like, pseudo-realism of where these people are in their game. 
Yeah. And I don't want to see them go up against like a team of fucking messy. Sure. You know, like that's that shit's not going to work. It's going to be un- like it'll be like, no, kid, we were we were on our way to be in the World Cup anyway. Well, speaking of Messi, there is a fictional striker. I think he's fictional in this universe who's considered like the world's greatest striker, uh, Noel Noah. And Ego is basically mm-hmm. like, look, Noel Noah is who we're trying to emulate here. And a lot of top strikers like this. They came from tough upbringings. They came from bad neighborhoods. They had to struggle for absolutely everything they got, and that motivated them. We're trying to engender that through this exercise, through being like, you're you're building five. You're fucking shit. Your rank is number 267 out of 300. Uh, good luck, loser. And that's uh, that was the point of all this. And so he says, we're going to the second selection now. And the second selection... It's not about like you having your team. It's not about you like being propped up by your teammates if that's what you're doing. You're not going to be able to rely on that shit. Now, <laughs> you got to advance through by yourself. It's up to you and you have to go through the next door to begin the second selection one by one uh and advance to the first of five stages. And then this everybody's like, "Oh no. Oh, yeah. oh what's that mean? How are we going to do it?" And this absolute hunk this bombshell, Rin Toshi, he like fucking walks up into the middle of everybody, kicks a ball, and then kicks another one so that it hits the first ball that he kicked. And he's like, all right, I'll go first. <laughs> and like, if I had been any of the other players, I'd have been like, well, fu- I mean, that guy's going to be the guy. Yeah. That's the guy who's going to win. Yeah. We're all in the same room. We know there aren't going to be any other buildings that are unveiled it's that guy like what he did was equivalent to like dunking a basketball and before the ball went through the net landing and then dunking Mm -hmm. another one it's a cool idea for the dunk contest someone should try that that's physically impossible gravity you would fall i could do it i'd do it easily though the dunk contest winner this year mac mcclung did a thing i think where he like jumped and then hit the ball off the backboard with both hands and then took it and still dunked it. So it like it was effectively yeah. kind of a double dunk just because he caught so much air. Uh, the anyway, the, the, what Rinadoshi does here is one of the coolest things maybe I've ever seen. <laughs> just the idea of like kicking a ball in a high arc and then I yeah. think of, and then kicking the other ball in the high arc. Like it looks fucking fantastic in the context of this show. And then it's also it's just so badass and and you know it's unimpeachable. How do I how do I top that shit? Yeah. He's got a good haircut. He's got beautiful eyes. So he's good. A good. He's got a strong chin. Like he is feminine and masculine and and distant and aloof. Like he's a real fucking jerk, this guy. And and uh and great at, at, at soccer. And they also piece together this dude, Rinatoshi, that's Say Itoshi's brother. Say Itoshi is on the national team currently. So this dude has like you know the 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 heritage the genetic stock of being an elite striker already in his bloodstream, um, and Igarashi is like ah fuck this is this is terrifying everyone's unreal, but then you know what Isagi's like yeah I'm also unreal and they're all like we're unreal and so everyone's like accepts so like you know what the, to get here we had to be unreal it's not just that the other people are unreal that applies to us too and the episode ends with Isagi hending in to the first part of second selection. Yeah, and second selection, oh boy, let's go. 
is the title of the se- of the next episode. Before we get into that, additional time um, has a second selection: rock, paper, scissors. I think it's. I do like the thing where uh, you know everyone throws rock except for um, one guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, is it Chigiri? I think Chigiri is the only guy who throws paper. <laughs> yeah. That's fun. Good joke. I love the additional times. I, yeah. I, not every show has something like that. I feel like a lot of them, maybe some of them do now more, but uh, I was like, I've been watching this and I've just been thinking about like, what would the additional time have been on Evangelion? Like Shinji just taking a break from crying and like doing something else. <laughs> it would have to be a short I little feel like skit. The, yeah. yeah. Go on. Yeah. The, the manga has like bits like oh. that where it's like Shinji's cooking and Asuka will be like, the fuck are you doing? And he's like, I'm making curry. And she's like, eat shit. And then like, you see him like alone in his room looking sad and she's in the kitchen being like, mm, this is pretty good curry. And like, that's just like the entire... What's I like the one it. in Jujutsu Kassen? Is it is it just like, it's like Jitsu Stroll or something? I think I so. I think that's what it's something called. Like that. Yeah, those yeah, are always pretty fun. Yeah, a, sh- a short little skit with a panda or whatever. Yeah. The uh, the, so yeah, the, the additional time. To, I, I I also like this. Is another thing. Shark Tooth Raichi gets uh, his last, and he's pissed off. It's fun <laughs> when that guy gets pissed off. An angry guy getting pissed off is like a funny. That's always funny in comedy. Like when George Costanza gets mad, it's like that's this is the funniest thing. Yeah, absolutely. I like like your 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 thing is you're an angry guy, and then a thing is making you angry. That's great. I mean, that's like why Curb works, because it's like, yes, oh, let's yeah. put Larry David in a situation that's going to piss him the fuck off. <laughs> and it's going to be a small thing, like somebody borrowed gum from him and he did, and didn't chew it right away. Yeah. <laughs> episode 12. Uh, any other thoughts on episode 11, the final piece? Episode 11, great. Episode, great episode. 12 is, I, I think, of these two, a banger. It's, it's, I, I loved it. The second selection starts huh. with uh, is, uh, sorry, go on, Heather. Were you gonna say something? No, I went. Huh? Oh. Interesting. I'm surprised at Apodaca's take. Episode twelve. It, we, here might be the reason why Matt is so into this episode, and it's reflected in his Zoom username. Yes. If you've noticed this, Heather, we are introduced to Blue Lockman. Yes. In this episode, a holographic right. goalie who looks a lot like Pepsi Man from the old Dreamcast game. Um, just a, just a blue, totally blue figure with a, I think with a Pepsi logo for a head here, it's this, the same sort of thing is just mostly blue with a little bit of red on him. And so Isagi enters the chamber and this is what he sees. He sees blue Lockman. He sees this holographic goalie. Blue Lockman is such a wild thing to introduce 12 episodes into the show. That's so yeah. funny. <laughs> It's also one of those things that's like completely unnecessary. <laughs> we don't like need they could have been like, hey, yeah, we got a goalkeeper from like an elite, you know, club team here in Japan. You got to score on him. Good luck. Like, nah, we're gonna have this holographic guy. Uh, and so here's the the task is to make 100 goals in 90 minutes. And as the exercise goes on, the 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 uh, it's just gonna get increasingly difficult. More obstacles are going to be erected. Um, I really like the scene with the in the control room with uh, uh, we've got ego and then we've also got the uh, uh, Teichi, right? Or no, not Teichi, Terry, uh, Henri Terry, who is the uh, his uh, his female associate, who is uh, one of the few women in the care in the show, um, who explains that like 
how the training room's working and mm-hmm. just like it's so much techno gibberish. Yeah. It's so much like all right, yeah, there's a there's you know, there's a sensor w- inside the soccer ball that is able to note when it has contacts with the with blue lock man so that 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 able that's able to you know change its trajectory or whatever. And then there's all these like it's it comes from this big German facility. She's just talking about this for so long and then she's like talking and then she's like also we are out of money. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's expensive. Isagi, so he keeps scoring goals. He scored sixty goals. The difficulty keeps ratcheting up. It eventually reaches level max. And the thing he's realizing here is the part of the reason he's able to hit his direct shots, he's able to score when he's on the field with his team, is that his teammates were passing him good balls, like yeah. they were setting him up well. And he's like, "Well, fuck." These robots who are shooting erratic balls at me are not setting me up for success. I got to figure out how to do it on my own. I got to figure out how to, to adjust. Mm-hmm. You know, he has the point where he uh, he kicks a he kicks one of his direct shots, and I do really like when it breaks down. Like it, we we get like a freeze frame. And it's like this was his intended trajectory. This is was his target. This is where it actually impacted, and he sort of figures out how to adjust, like in terms of the ball he was given and how he's able to target it. Uh, that, 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 that I thought was really, was really well done. Uh, so yeah, he's got to figure out how to, to, to summit this challenge, but he does. He, he hits under goals. Of course he's going to hit under goals. Yeah. I can't, I can't imagine getting a hundred goals without any of this stuff in place. Just kicking it into an empty net a hundred times. I'd get tired. A hundred. Yeah. A hundred times in 90 minutes. I wouldn't do it. I'd, I'd, I'd fuck up too much. Especially from a distance of like 30 meters or whatever. Right. Like it's pretty far out. Yeah. I'd be there's no, I mean, there's just, I could probably do like a hundred something else pretty easily, but yeah. goals, you know, like home runs or three pointers or something probably I could do or knock total knockouts <laughs> like in box or holes, holes in one. Yeah, sure. I'd probably do that. The 900 that Tony Hawk did. Um, I could probably do a hundred of those, but goals, ah, I don't know. I don't think so. It'd be a challenge. So, Okay, so they Isagi advances. He's in the second stage. He goes in there, and Bach- who's in there? His buddy Bachira. Ah, Bachira's hey. here. But, What's up, Bachira? What's up, bro? That's right. As we talked about in a previous episode. So, yeah. Uh, so we're we're to believe that all of them had the same challenge. They right? all. Yeah, I think Which that's what's the, going on. The goal mm-hmm. challenge. Yes, they, they're all and so, they're all going through an order, and so Bachira had already. So Bachira came, went in after him. And came out before. Him. I think so. Well, I'm trying to because you have it, it. It's tied in with the, with the uh the the, the additional time, right? Because I think Bachira actually goes first because he wins, or was Chigiri the one who wins? Oh yeah. No, maybe you're right, Heather. Maybe they they did go into separate chambers at the same time, and then Bachira Bachira advanced first. Because I don't think they're all yeah, going into so... one chamber. I think that's what's happening. I think you're correct. So at some point, when when it comes down to just our squad trying to fucking ruin each other, Bachira's got the edge. Seems like at least at this point. So they're they're there. They're like, okay, we're bros. We we gotta we we have the task that Ego's given us or the announcer has given us mm-hmm. to form a team of three for some three by three v three action. Well, at least it'll be the two of us. And then you know what, Kunigami Chigiri. They're both going through the ringer right now. Whoever comes out first, we'll just ask them to join our squad, and that'll be our threesome. But then, enter Nagi and Mikage, the white-haired and purple-haired duo. 
respectively, who come up to Asagi and they're like, look, we got the two of us. You got to be our third. We think you're you're the best player available. Um, and Isagi doesn't consider this to his credit. He's like, no, we're st- I'm sticking with Bachira. He's my guy. He's yeah. my dude. And then, again, the show kind of blindsiding me here. Nagi's like, okay, I'll join your team. And, t- and tells Bakage basically to fuck <laughs> that off. That was, yeah, no, I was, was like, like, what the fuck? This is insane. What a betrayal. That would hurt so bad. Well, because Mikage is yeah. like, okay, I'm, I, I, as long as I stick with this guy, I'll be good. And like, this is my guy, and like, we, we, you know, I, I do all the, the, the leg work, and then I get this guy to the finish line, and he's my dude. And now Nagi is basically just like, ah, I don't need you. But there also is an element of Nagi's like, I know you'll advance too, so I'll just see you on the other side. He's kind of taking that as a given. Yeah. Um. But he, th- but his ego has told him to because even Bachira is is like kind of like that's kind of cruel what you just did um even though we we contemplated we eventually do say yes but Nagi is like my my ego which is the whole point of this exercise told me to join you so I I listened to it it's the only way to advance it seems like you gotta you gotta just get down to that you know that dog in you that 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 monster you gotta just Mm -hmm. you gotta just you gotta feed the monster What's also interesting about it, though, is that it's egoless. It's a little bit like, what difference does it make? Sure. I'll go with That's anybody. true, because he is also like, you're going to do it anyway. Yes. Who cares? Yeah. So, yeah, I'm, I'll go. I'll join you guys. Let's go. Because if, if that like was an it's... ego-driven choice, he would be like, well, you're not going to make it. You're not going to help me make it. We're just buddies. I got to ditch you because yeah. you're right. dead weight. Right. Yeah. But instead, he's like... He he don't he he doesn't care. He's just like, okay, I'll go yeah. with you guys. You guys look good. Let's have fun. Right. Soccer time. <laughs> <laughs> that seems to be his whole motivation. Uh, so we cut to Kunigami and Chigiri who enter. I, I forget who was there first. One of them is there first, and the other enters. And they're looking around, and they're like, wait, Bachira and Isagi formed a team with Nagi. Like they, the three of them are went through. And I think it's Kunigami goes, that pisses me off. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of a guy getting angry. <laughs> yeah. I would I mean, if I was making a starting three, mm-hmm. I'd I'd want Chigiri on my team. Chigiri seems like a good dude to have on there. I'd want I'd want him, I'd want Isagi, and then I'd probably want Bachira. But also, that's this is the thing, yeah. and you know we run into this we, the, with the NBA, where it's just sometimes talent is king. Yeah, and so you have someone. And it's not really working out with with the Dallas Mavericks who made this trade, uh, at least as of this recording. But Kyrie Irving, who is just like has been a fucking, you know, a, a, a disaster for every team he's played for, but is an arguably, or at least every team he's played for since the the Cleveland Cavaliers, where he won yeah. a championship. And is just seems to have you know like like advances bizarre conspiracy theories. Yes. Has said anti-Semitic things. Has said anti-vaccine things. Um, seems to not get along with his teammates. James Harden, a Hall of Famer, former MVP, basically demanded to be traded away from the Nets because of him. But still, when Kyrie Irving was like, "I want to be traded," they sent him to the uh, the teams were fucking eager. Like, yeah, we'll take Kyrie That's Irving because ins- yeah. this guy's so good. Yeah. And I think that's the kind of thing that you run into. It's just like, if you're in the scenario and it's do or die, and you know what, we have to win or else. I'm I, this Chigiri might be my guy, but if Burrow's on the table, maybe I want Burrow. That guy's a fucking stud. Yeah, that's interesting to think about. That like, yeah. 
franchise owners would be like, I'll put up with hearing just a bunch of wild stuff if it means we get to win. Exactly. Yeah. That's and that's so that happens so much. <laughs> He's not even the most egregious example yeah. of that. I mean it happens. He's like all the, the current time. the current example. The current example, yeah. 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 Like I would imagine if you cloned Michael Jordan's mm-hmm. and you had a whole team of Michael Jordans, they would collapse. That'd be the worst team imaginable, because, yeah. Yeah, they, they would all be so fucking angry at each other and they would fucking destroy them for themselves. <laughs> just like... <laughs> trying to like... Just like... <laughs> five Michael it, Jordans be beating the shit out of each other. <laughs> zero passing. Zero... I would just like... <laughs> It's such a funny image. Just be like, hey, what'd you say? Fuck you, bitch. Fuck them kids. Just like beating each other up. Hey, Chad GBT, show me five Michael Jordans beating the shit out of each other. (laughs) Yeah, there's a, the San Antonio Spurs coach, Greg Popovich, had a quote he said kind of off the cuff years ago, but it just stuck in my head where he's just like, these are human beings. Mm -hmm. Like, it's just like you're so, you're so, when analytics started to take hold and this is kind of how ego is, is sees these players is just like, you know, let's let's just maximize their abilities mathematically. Yeah. The, when that became a thing in sports, it, it, it the, what you were just talking about of like team chemistry, it was just kind of got it, it took a back seat, and that resulted in some issue some situations that are incendiary. Uh, you know, in the locker room or on the on the field or on the court, when because just like the composition of them as human beings wasn't really thought about. Um, that said, the, the people have done things like that in NBA 2K. I remember there was a post where someone who'd like made a team of like 12 shacks. <laughs> 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 it's just like, yeah, I won the championship 10 years in a row. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. I love it's just such a funny idea. Like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. I, like, it's really tickling me. I love it. Yeah. Okay. We get into some rules here, and man, I fucking love the rules. Yeah. So this is a seems like a really well designed exercise from a writing perspective. So the third stage is a three versus three mini game where you're gonna play. You have a three person team that you've made. You're gonna play against another three person team. Whoever wins that game gets to poach a player from the losing team. So. Uh, you know, whoever you beat, you get to recruit one of them to join you and become a four-person team, which advances to the next stage. And the winner of that team goes on to poach one of those players, and uh, that match goes on to poach one of those players and become a five-person team, which leads to a five v five conflict uh, contest, which is the ultimate goal. Conversely, this is a great. Yeah, this is a great way, by the way, to get rid of. There's like three people on our on Team Zed who don't get any fucking screen time right. and we don't care about and we know nothing about. So uh, learning about these people on opposite teams gives you an opportunity to create relationships with them through that development and then and then squat them up. So what happens absolutely that, that that that's part of what's what's great about it. And conversely, yes, if you lose, you go down to a 2 versus 2 match. And the winning team gets to steal one of the losing players to become a three-person squad, and the other guy is eliminated. So that's what that's what the next uh, stage is going to be. I imagine spanning a a, a few episodes here uh, upcoming. And Ego explains that the fake rankings that existed because we thought there were four other buildings are no more. And Isagi learned he's actually rank fifteen uh, out of the twenty-five. And that your rank is the order you advance through stage one. So, you know, he got through stage one, I guess, the 15th fastest. Um, Itoshi 
the sick kick guy is in there, the guy who fucking had the intercepted a ball with another ball he kicked in midair. Mm-hmm. He's there with Ryu and Tokamitsu. Uh, we get the we got like a scared guy, a little coward guy who kind of you're kind of like, how did this guy get there? I guess he was just on Team V and just sort of uh, a slip through. Yeah, uh, he's terrified of 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 everything that's happening. And then the other guy is the glam guy who's got black fingernails and long hair. Looks pretty cool. And Itoshi is just a complete sh- like shithead to both of them. He's just like, I don't care. I was completely arbitrary of who he, who he picked. I don't give a shit. I don't care who we play. I'm only interested in beating my brother. I want to, I'm going to join the national team and this is my way to get there. And so whoever I play with, whoever challenges me doesn't matter because I'm the best, which leads to Asagi just started consulting with his guys. And it's like, you know what? That may be the best player uh, of all, but if we can get him on our squad, we're going to be sitting pretty. So let's just go challenge them now. And that's what they do. And that's how the episode ends. I love it. I, I cause like the, there's, Not um, it. I was just thinking a lot about like uh, obviously this is like probably one of the more recent comparisons, but there's an episode of Squid Game where they have to like team up, and um, they have to like it's like kind of like strategic. People are like sort of like picking like oh I'll go with you I'll go with you like some of them are going with their boys some of them are going with uh, you know people they've made bonds with or whatever. But then like the the picking in that episode has like. Uh, like a devastating consequence. Right. Uh, and I was sort of thinking, I hope that that's not what's happening <laughs> here, that there's not some, uh, like, because we've been tricked already a couple of times. Oh, yeah. I was like, I hope there's not another trick. Or like, actually, these people that you picked, you have to kill them with soccer or something or, mm, you know, right. whatever it is. Yes. Yes. But I, I, I love this episode. I love the idea of Blue Lock Man. Ulock Man is great. It's a, such a funny, like I don't know, and it's possible we might never see Blue Lock Man again. But I, but I, but I love the idea of Blue Lock Man and funny little things that they've spent money on, and now they have no mon- money. <laughs> Blue Lock Man probably cost like millions of dollars. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> more, I mean, more like half. Yeah, a probably billion right. Yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> and then Ego is just. Um, eating uh, ramen packets uh, because he's like, well, I have to have Blue Lock Man. Right. Uh, we have a little additional time here, which is entitled His Bro Speaks, and this is the Wanima brothers are being split up. Kaisuke is cry- is sobbing, mm-hmm. and Junichi is sobbing, and they're just like, ah, I gotta miss you, and then the other guys are watching it, and Isagi's watching it, and is like, oh, this is crazy. <laughs> kind of fun, kind of cute. I wish there was more little... Um... I wish they would be doing more impressions, like expand the impressions that they were doing in some of the previous ones. Uh, yeah, and that was fun. Not just limited to the people on the show. Like, I'd like to see, like, you know, one of them take a stab at, like, well-established impressions, you know, like a Pacino or a, a Clinton or something, or just whoever. I think it'd be funny. <laughs> you think someone doing a Clinton impression you'd like to see in the show? Yeah, why not? I think it'd be funny. <laughs> so one of the, imagine Bachira doing, like, Trump. It'd be hilarious. I'm just trying to think of how they'd pull that off, but I, I, I I'm not, I'm not shutting down the pitch. I just, I mean, uh, we won't know it until we see it. If we see it, and they, I think I trust the show to make it work. <laughs> uh, any other thoughts on either of these episodes? No other thoughts from me, um, but I'm excited to watch the next two episodes. Wow. Me too. Well, those were our thoughts in episodes 11 and 12. But last week we talked about episode nine and episode 10. And you sent in some thoughts 
possibly agreeing with us, possibly disagreeing with us, possibly adding some additional insight, possibly just saying something insane. We're going to find out right now in Chain Reactions colon Blue Talk. Blue Talk. <laughs> Blue Talk. Blue, Blue talk. talk. Blue Talk. I Here's the Blue thing talk. about that. I don't. I, I, I don't know what it is, but I know that we all like it. Blue talk. Blue talk. Like it's like it's not a guy that you're doing. It's not like an no. impression or like no. a thing. But it's no. good. It's just it's an just... energy and it's good. I love it. Yeah. Blue talk. <laughs> Blue talk. <laughs> it makes me laugh. It's funny. Uh but <laughs> Nick, you were saying <laughs> Yes. That maybe somebody was gonna be agreeing with you. Mmm. And so this first comment from Vanilla Bean on our Patreon. What's up, Vanilla? I'm with Nick 100%. Wow. Really love the show and look forward to it every week. But when you cliffhanger on the same match two episodes in a row, I get like Nick's voice. All right. <laughs> Blue talk. <laughs> All right. That, yeah, that sort of thing you do when maybe, uh, you know, they're, you're, you're, that person's saying the game's too long and you yeah. say that when someone's saying something else too long. Okay. Blue dark. Blue, Blue dark. Oh, uh, and they also add, that being said, ep- episode 11 is so fucking good, so I get why it's structured that way. <laughs> like, yeah, it sort of does have like a, you're sort of like, oh, this again, but then you see one, you're like, well, yeah, yeah, it had to. They had to do it. That's the, uh, there's the, there's a vocabulary word that doesn't really exist in English and Japanese that I think gets applied to Japanese fiction a lot is ma. Which is just like it's it's kind of like the the space where nothing happens, oh. like the 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 space between claps is ma. So I so perhaps that was kind of the 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 approach, whether consciously or subconsciously, to some of these more lingering episodes. I love that in other languages there are words for like concepts. Yeah, it's great. That's so interesting. Ma, ma, Schadenfreude, one of the best. A great one. Great it's because like everybody knows that knows Everyone what it knows is. Knows what, what it is, yeah. It's iconic. Mm-hmm. Um, blue dark, blue talk. This one's blue from dark. PBR Hipster four twenty. Great name. <laughs> we know we know what that that person's all about. It's all there in the username. Yeah, just chill vibes. <laughs> just chilling, <clears throat> being chill and cool. Blue talk. Uh, blue talk. <laughs> all right. My partner and I are watching the show together, and I keep catching myself looking over at them anytime a big play or big anime moment happens to gauge their reaction. Turns out we are both 100% bought into the soccer anime I wasn't sure we were going to like. The changes in animation style during high stakes moments keep giving me JoJo and Hunter x Hunter vibes. Mm. Or is it mm. Hunter Hunter? Like, I think it's Hunter, just Hunter Hunter. Hunter Hunter. Hunter, yeah. Hunter. The X is Ma. The X is Ma. Nice. See, I actually. I actually learned stuff really fast. Yeah, that's what people say about you. Everyone just you, you, you just absorb everything. Usually, like a dish you, see, towel. you see me walking down the street. You mm. might be like, "This guy looks like he doesn't learn stuff that fast." No, he's a human sponge. When actuality, yeah, I actually just showed you how fast I can do it. it is Heather? You'll have more of a of a point of reference for JoJo's bizarre adventure and. Uh, oh, maybe no. Maybe JoJo's no. A, JoJo's a blind spot of yours. Okay. No, no, jo- more jo- like jo- I guess we JoJo can't speak and Hunter Hunter are are blind spots. Wow. Okay. 
I get I get uh, I could talk Naruto, but they don't really change animation styles during. I, I feel like One Punch Man. Mm, you get okay. like a you get like a Saitama goes from like being comically under rendered to hyper realistically like aggressively drawn constantly. Like in Ren and Stimpy. Yeah, very Ren and yeah. Stimpy. Yeah. Like they just want to show you like boogers and and gunk God, when they do stuff like nasty. that. It's so nasty, but it's no it's funny. To see that shit. It is funny. <laughs> glad you're uh, liking the show. I'm glad everyone's liking the show so far. Yeah. Um, this one's from MK. First two of my initials. After growing up, it's not me though. Um, after growing up on DBZ, where one attack can take three episodes to charge up, I think I've become <laughs> fair. I think I've become inured to anime episode stretching. They're not doing a bad job of it either. At least all the characters are still fairly active and there's fun animation. No, it's not the worst example of really taking its time with it. I mean, look, there's there's Western shows. There's American TV that just spends a bunch of episodes just marking time and not going anywhere. Yeah. Season so. three of Lost. Sure. The whole yeah. thing. Right. We didn't need all that. Get me to the get me to the good stuff. Um, time travel and all that. <laughs> uh, this one's from this next one is from Trevor Waldman. Hi, Trevor. Mm. Hello, Trevor Waldman. Hello, Trevor Waldman. Have a seat. It's a very formal name. Yeah, yeah. It's good hey, though. What, you think it's a good job interview, Trevor Waldman. Yeah. Hey, Trevor Waldman. I hate to do this to you. You fired. <laughs> Apodaca made the gesture. Also, he, he, he really made like did. a little. He made like a tiny hand. A tiny gesture. little hand. <laughs> it's so funny. I don't even. Never mind. <laughs> uh, the I had a I one of my I had a boss. He's told this. He's told this story. So I I publicly so I can say it. But um, I had a boss who worked on. Before he was like working in scripted TV, worked in unscripted, and he worked on The Apprentice, like with Trump. Wow! And he said the thing was, the th the show was a challenge because he was so fucking dumb that he couldn't yeah. remember like what was happening, and then he would also just like change the rules arbitrarily. So he would just like he just for one episode he was just like, and the winner of this challenge will get a custom uh, bracelet from Tiffany. Uh, that will be the co commission. It's the most beautiful bracelet, and, and the producer's like, "What? The, what the fuck is he saying?" So they had to like figure out how to do it. <laughs> like, go, like get a bracelet for the show because he made it up on the spot. He unfortunately is the funniest man alive. That's the problem. It is funny. <laughs> Should not be in, in control of the levers of power. No, no. But to hear it's stupid like, shit like that, it rocks. Yeah, it's like he's like a fantasy character. Like he's <laughs> like a like a mischievous goblin that somehow got into the real world and just gets to like do whatever he wants. <laughs> he's he's like. If the whole world was an established Dungeons and Dragons party and he's your little brother who your mom is making you play with him. Yes. And he's just like, I'll just do whatever the fuck I want. No, I remember we we played uh we had a we had a little sister who was playing Star Wars uh, 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 pen and paper with us. Yeah. When I was like in high school, like our friends the it was the DM's little sister and she just like like I, like her character was a 
uh, was a Wookiee named Joe Baca. <laughs> we were all so mad. It's like, you're not taking this seriously. But that's so yeah. funny. It's very funny. In hindsight, it's the funniest thing anyone was doing. <laughs> Joe Baca. Yeah, like Chewbacca, but Joe Baca. Choose his first name. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, this one's from Trevor Waldman. Thanks, Trevor. You're fired. Um <laughs> But you're getting the most beautiful bracelet. Um, <laughs> a, a hugely underrated moment to me of the last two episodes is pretty much the only time I can remember in this series so far that Igagari, the guy whose family owns the temple, has contributed to an actual soccer match by taking a shot from Nagi point blank off the dome. When I saw that, when I saw the shot on Nagi's foot and Igaragi uh, in the same frame, I said out loud, "Get in front of it." And then laughed so hard once he took it off the face. <laughs> Knelt yeah, down, extremely think, proud, and, and, and screamed, I stopped it, damn it. <laughs> I think I don't think a thing we mentioned in our own discussion, but yeah, yeah that, thanks, Trevor Waldman. That's a that's a great thing to isolate. Good moment. Such a funny, such a funny moment. Uh, <laughs> I do like that there are seems to be several different ways to watch the show. You watch it the way we're watching it. If you're like actually paying attention to the soccer, you might like be more focused in on that, you know. Uh, right. So that's like that's just there's there's something for everybody, and I that's I, true. I, I appreciate that about the show. Um, let's see, let's get these la- these last two over here. This one's from Chubbs. Nothing for Chubbs. Yeah, Chubbs. Chubbs isn't Ch- Chubbs is like a normal. You know, we everybody everybody knows a Chubbs. Um, I was barely even into anime before this podcast, and yesterday I found myself at a bar with three friends basically screaming in their face that they had to watch a show about high school soccer players. What have I become? <laughs> the show fucking owns, and it's taking every fiber of discipline I have to watch along at the same pace as, as all y'all. Five forks. Well, uh, God bless you, that. Chubbs. I think the... Uh yeah, wrong rating scale there, but 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 a great email. I hey, you know what? I I that this that makes me feel good about the show when we when someone gets into yeah. this medium yeah. or a particular even just a particular show that they might not otherwise have have watched. Uh, 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 that 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 makes me feel great. I'm glad you're enjoying it, and thank thanks for being a Patreon subscriber. Yeah, and thanks for and 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 following along. Cause yeah, it'd be really easy if you were uninterested to not participate at all. Right. So, <laughs> so we appreciate everybody who listens and um, was maybe tangentially interested or not interested at all and then got into it. That's very cool. We get the same feedback on the other show. People are like, I don't even play video games. I just like the show. Yeah. Finally, this one's from Andy Hunter. Hi, Andy. Hi, Andy. What's up, Andy? I'm glad, I'm glad they let the goalie actually block a couple of shots in these episodes. But when they were saying how they need to go on the attack and forego playing defensively, I was kind of hoping that they'd play 10 on the field and bring the goalie out so we can see what his striker weapon is. Ooh. Yeah, the, the, the keeper, it feels like, is kind of a, it has a thankless task in these episodes. Yeah, because like you don't really get a chance to shine. You're not going to really show your weapon in, in that post. Maybe that's, maybe that's strategy. Maybe you're like, mm. hmm. If I'm going to make it to endgame, I'm going to be uh, a necessary component of the matches mm. by performing keeper, and then nobody will know what my ability is, and I can pull it out in the final rounds and, and fucking like destroy. This. And you also, from that position, have 
an incredible vantage point of everybody else's power. Yep. That's true. Because like everybody, you know, a lot of the soccer match takes place in the middle. Yeah. Can I can I get give a hot take? And I, you know, I'm not a particularly educated about soccer. I watch the World Cup like once every few years. When it is, when it's on, when not it's on, yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not constantly. I'm not constantly rewatching. I'm just always watching it. Matches. The thing that only happens fo- once every four years. Yeah, whenever it comes on, I'm I'm like, oh, okay, I'll check out the World Cup. <laughs> I feel like being a goalkeeper seems pretty easy, right? Like uh, as far as like all the roles on the field, it's certainly the the l- l- least tiring, right? Yeah, you just got you just sit there most of the time. You got a few like high intensity plays that you got to make sure you're on top of, but for yeah. the most part, it's just like you just get to chill. It's right. uh, it, as opposed to being like the, the a keeper in in the NHL where you got to like in in playing hockey you got to be in that uncomfortable catcher squat the whole time. Yeah. I I would say that of the people on the field though hit the most possible blame could be put on him. That's oh, yes. true. That's a good point. It's like being the kicker in the NFL. Yeah. Yes, football. Um yeah, real football. Real American football. Um the thing that I was just thinking about, and there's this is not this is probably not true. You got to do a lot of running in soccer. That's true, right? That's true. But a goalie has that that little rectangle. It's you know it's bigger than it. We actually are giving it credit for. It's it's huge, it's, huge. it's, it's huge actually. I feel it's like huge. it's huge. It's, it's the bi- biggest rectangle you've ever seen. It's it's the biggest rectangle in New York City now. Um, he, the. I feel like running a longer distance is maybe mm-hmm. easier than having to run back and forth. And you're not even really running. You're sort of sidestepping really quickly. I feel like that is probably harder than running the whole time. Because mm. you got to sort of be on a swivel, and you're sort of going in this one small area, and you're kind of going back and forth probably a lot. You're maybe going like this standing stationary for most of it, but once you see that like the ball is in motion getting closer to you, you're running all over that place trying to make sure you're where the ball's at. If anyone is, who listens to the show has played competitive yeah. soccer and wants to weigh in on how full of shit we all are, yeah. individually or collectively, let us know. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm just curious. Like, where do all, all the roles rank? How how does it work? Know, yeah, how 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 hard are the individual positions? Yeah, is striker just the hardest position because it's the most crucial and requires the most athleticism? I don't know. If Roy Kent is listening, or if uh, you know Jamie Tart, or. Uh... Any of the other characters from Ted Lasso are listening. Yeah. Lasso himself. Yeah. Well, I'd love to hear from you. I'd actually like to, you know, I'd love to hear from Lasso, but I don't know if I have time to hear from Lasso. Mm, he's going to give you some sort of roundabout yeah, metaphor. It's gonna, you're going to like it. But I just, you know, I'd rather hear it sort of directly from somebody who knows. Man, if Brendan wasn't so fucking busy, it would be so fun to have him on the show. Yeah. To watch Blue Lock and as a, person who's dedicated his entire life to soccer right Mm -hmm. like it would be wild to have somebody who legitimately loves and understands the game in three dimensions watch somebody negotiate how they're gonna kick yeah (laughs) for like 20 minutes (laughs) he like he like watches the pilot and then somehow knows the end yeah (laughs) Um, but then, so thanks everybody for uh, sending in your your blue talk. Uh, send us your uh, your your comments for episodes eleven and twelve, and we'll read them on next week's show. Yeah, that was uh, that was great stuff, and uh, thanks everyone for writing in. Love hearing from you. Uh, thanks for subscribing. Yeah, I love just having you around, even if you just want to 
quietly watch along with us. Um, but I unfortunately we are at the point in the show where I have to say, "You got animated." <laughs>